Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Brian Slate on the line. Brian, how are you? I'm amazing. How are you doing, Mike? I am awesome. Really looking forward to this conversation. So for those that uh, haven't read the show notes yet and they don't know who you are, why don't you share a little bit about you and then we'll dive into the conversation. Uh, I am still active duty, military lieutenant colonel for the Air Force, uh, but I dropped my papers in March and uh, my leave starts then. So I'm there's a lot of light at the end of my tunnel. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so I recently just writ, I went out of the sequence. Usually you retire, then you write a book. I was like, oh, I'll write a book and then I'll retire. Um, and, uh, it just pu- published a book that's about resiliency, but it's about, it chronicles my journey in Afghanistan as Apache pilot. Cause I, I'm on the Air Force now, but I, I started my journey as an army, army enlisted man for eight years, then transitioned to commissioned officer, flew the Apache, and then transitioned over to the Air Force. So officially I have occupational ADD. <laughs> yeah, well that's 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 a lot. And you know what what drove the shift uh to switch branches? Uh, I'm always curious about that when I you know run across people that uh you know switch from from one one from one arm to the other. Same body, but you know, obviously different arms. But I'm curious as to you know what what that transition was like. Well, I mean, one of the things that I do chronicle in the book is the difficulty I had with a caustic marriage during the 23-month deployment with the Army. I had married her five months prior to the deployment and then was gone for effectively 23 months. And so during that first two and a half years of our our marriage, I was gone two years of it. And and that really, it it caused a lot of strife. It caused a lot of difficulties. She, She was somebody who was struggling with mental illness as well. So that amplified that. So in an effort to try to minimize the time out of country, I crossed over to the Air Force where their deployments are three to four months at a time versus a year, 18 months, or mine was 23. That was unique. Usually the Army doesn't go quite that long, but but even a year is a really long time. So yeah, it's definitely, um, you know, deployments you know, are, you know, depending on the situation too at hand, whatever, you know, the combat is or the mission is, you know, it's like, okay, well, you know, my time's up. It's time for me to go. Uh, you know, we're in the middle of something. You, you can't just like, okay, time out. You know, that usually doesn't work in combat, uh, especially the real stuff, you know, but I, 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 you know, obviously commend you for, you know, for making that shift, you know, because that's not easy. And, you know, obviously, you know, the, the paperwork and, and everything else to make that happen. But um, I'm thankful that uh, it was able to do that and you could do there. So yeah, you, you'd mentioned a minute ago, you said you, you did things out of order where you, you know, wrote a book um, while still in active duty. So what was that process like? Because obviously you're, you've got your job uh and you know things you need to do uh as a lieutenant colonel and you have the time to write the book so what was that process like you know honestly you know everybody has their hobbies right so your hobbies fill up a lot of your free time and what i just basically did was make this my hobby for a while you know and it it filled up a lot of the free time that i had um once i got the bug to do it 
you know, I didn't want to wait. I, 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 what happened is I, I, I during a, 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 a decoration presentation that actually happened at a halftime of a Utah Jazz game, um, the senator, Senator Orrin Hatch presented me with a, the, the distinguished flying cross. And when we went out there and the, and the crowd went nuts, it just really hit me that I have all these stories of, of, of and lessons learned from crazy combat experiences that the audience didn't know who I was from anybody, you know, they just, they're just happy that somebody's out there doing these things. Um, and they, and, and they should be, you know, and, and, and I'm grateful for that. And I'm definitely grateful for the time that we live in that supports the military where that wasn't always the case, you know, and so it just hit me that, that, that if all these stories and things that have happened are used just to serve me and my benefit, because I really do feel like, yeah, they were while traumatic, they served as a foundation of a better version of myself, which as a continued in the military, I realized that that's not a given, right? A lot of times those same experiences will actually be a huge weight around somebody's neck. And to the point where we have people taking their lives at, at a ridiculous rate, right? And, and so that was really what made me go, wait, there's, there's something here. I need to figure this out. Um, and, you know, trauma does have power. We all agree that, right? If it didn't, we wouldn't have these, these tragedies that are happening. But also, how many stories do we have where we're like, this guy grew up in this, you know, grew up in this really difficult situation. And then this happened. And then this happened. And despite all odds, became this amazing person. And, and I, and I say that's, that's bullshit. It, it wasn't be, because of despite all odds it's because of those odds uh, the things that happened to him happened for him not to him or her or as the case may be and and some of us will grow from those and post-traumatic stress growth right and some some of us don't really understand how to digest that and that power is used to internalize in, in, in the wrong way and then it carries you and it breaks you down so it, it's powerful either way but but it's not a foregone conclusion that you're going to come back broken. And I don't even like using the term broken because I don't believe anybody's broken. They have what they need. They just got to, they just have to change the lens with what they're looking at. When they change that lens of what they're, of the, what that trauma means to them and where it is and make it a foundational piece versus an, a current obstacle, um, then it carries, a, it carries a great deal of power. And so that's really what, that was the impetus behind let's let's write this let's write it now you know let's let's get it out there no i appreciate that i'm glad that you did because and i agree uh you know through my life i've had um, opportunities some people call them challenges uh, opportunities for growth and you use those challenges and experiences to make you who you are and when people say would you go back and change anything i'd say no because then that would change who i am and I yeah. am quite comfortable and like who I am right now. I'm still growing. Um, hopefully not waistline wise, but um, <laughs> but you know that happens. Your metabolism for some reason doesn't work the same when we start getting north of fifty. For some reason, it's 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 quite a practical joke, quite frankly. But uh, but at the end of the day, it's like those experiences make me who I am, and I can lean on those as examples of, okay, if I face something else, all right, what did I learn from that experience? I, I tell people, you approach life with curiosity because when people are stressed and they're burned out and all of that, 
many times they got to look within to see, okay, why are you burned out? And a lot of people, unfortunately, are afraid to look within. Like, it's it's you. Why are you afraid to look within? Yeah. Is it, don't be embarrassed by yourself. Don't be, yeah, we, we beat ourselves up more than the world does. And we need to stop doing that. We need to just, okay, these are the experiences I have. This is the outcomes. Okay, why did I? Why was that important to me at the time? You learn from it and go. Okay, do I want to have that type of experience again? No. Okay, what do I need to do differently to make it easier? Or in your examples, you know, with the experiences that you saw in Afghanistan and in other places that you've served, you know, those are experiences that you know, you're going to learn from them. Whether it's you know interactions you had or situations that you faced and because you, you have taken the time and made it your hobby to share these stories and write these things out, which is leading to you know something I want to talk to you about in a minute about something you're going to be doing not too long from now after you you, you wrap up your service time is you're trying to pave a way for others to look and go, okay, this is something that I could do. Okay, I, I experienced something similar. Okay, I, I like how Brian did this and maybe I can do it this way. And it's, it's giving those people that deal with traumatic situations. And when you're in war type situations, there's definitely an ingredient of trauma that could be in play. But I think ultimately being able to share those things in a way where people could grab onto them, resonate with them and help them work with their trauma. Um, a lot of people say, well, let's put it behind us and, and don't look at it again. It's like, mm, those are experiences, you know, um, but how you, I love how you mentioned just a moment ago about you know, how you look at things. Yeah, and that that is a big, big indicator on people that are going through stressful situations. If you kind of change the filter a little bit and how you look at something, it takes the sharp edges off of it a little bit. It makes it a little bit smoother to deal with. Yeah, I think you hit on something really important there with it. The perspective is is so powerful. And, and what you said is it's inside of us, right? So like we, we're looking outside for fixes and, and really the fix is the fix is inside of us, which sometimes people don't want, like we fight that. And I don't know why we fight that because honestly, if we embrace that, that means you have all the power. And how awesome is that to know that you can affect the change that you want, right? You, you 100%, it's inside of you. And it's just a perspective shift. You know, it, re it really is. It's, it, I mean, I use this story uh, a lot of times to, to kind of paint the picture of perspective is when I first got to Afghanistan, the first time I went, I've gone several times since, but the first time I went, I was literally the first guy off of the plane because um, I was advance party with two other guys. And we were that we we got there in a C-17 with our Apaches and we landed in Bagram, which is up in the mountains of of uh, Afghanistan. And I didn't know what to expect. I've never been there before. You know, I, I didn't have any expectations except for I thought it would be rancid or something, you know, because it's war. I thought it'd be ugly. And uh, as soon as that, that gate started to come down, I actually smelled clean, clear air. And I was like, well, that's weird, you know, and and then it came it continued to go down and I saw the Rocky Mountains, more or less, you know, there was snow covered, beautiful, majestic mountains. And I'm like, you know, I just didn't expect that it's, it's war. And, and as we were flying over those mountains, I'm like, man, that's beautiful. I snowboard, I see, you know, snowmobile, I'm looking, I'm like, that's a pretty cool run there. And all these, you know, this is beautiful. And, and then you get cold down into a gunfight and you, the guy on the radio is, is out of breath and you hear gunshots in the 
the background. He's like, I need immediate suppression out of one, two, zero for 300 meters Apache, please, you know, and we come in and, 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 and how quickly that focus shifts from the beauty that we, we were, we were partaking of to the gunfight. And that's all we're focused on. And that's all he's focused on. And his head's down in the dirt. That's all he sees. He sees guys shooting at him and them shooting back and them trying desperately to stay alive. Right. And then we come in and that's all we're focused on. Where's, where's the enemy? Where's the situation? Where are you guys? We got to make sure that we, we affect positive rounds on target. Right. So we do that. And, and the reason I tell this story is in that moment where everybody's in that gunfight, that's, that's, we have this weird perception that that's just forever. Right. And this happens in everybody's lives. Like we, we get in proverbial gum fights, right? And we feel like this is just the forever. This is just reality. But it's so not. I mean, that's the finite. We are in that gunfight. It will end. I mean, we might come out with a little bit of scars or maybe physical or mental or whatever, but it's finite. Those mountains never changed. The mountains were still there. They're still beautiful. They're still, and they'll be there after the gunfight's over. They'll be there forever. And, you know, if you back up even further, I always use this analogy too. You back up further, you see the curvature of the earth. You know, you're higher up. I don't care if you're where the ugliest place on the planet. It's beautiful, right? And that's the, that's the infinite. Like that just is. If you go up into space, like when it's a curvature, it's beautiful in every direction. You go into space and you look at the earth and stars and all those things. And how many gunfights are happening on that earth at the given time, but the earth itself is still just beautiful. And it's not beautiful in every direction because there is no direction. It's just beautiful. It just is, right? So that's the infinite. That's the forever. That's the perspective that we have to keep here when we're in the gunfight, right? Now, simultaneously, sometimes very hard. When you're front sight focused, you know, and you got to take down the target right there, you're focused on that. I get that. But building that perspective where it immediately flips back that this is, this is finite. This is finite. This is finite. Uh, this is for my good. Every trial, obstacle, uh, what you, what you said earlier, those are just cleverly disguised opportunities for growth, right? And they really are. And once you see that and you're in an obstacle and you don't see the benefit yet, but you know there will be one, it's easier to get through that obstacle. It's easier to attack it. Right? And you don't have to be a war to experience trauma or pain. Trauma is trauma. Pain is pain. You hit on it when you said it's inside of us. That pain is built by us, you know, and whether it's because you have a rough relationship or you have, you know, an abusive situation or, or you witness something, pain is pain. Trauma is trauma. How we internalize it, the absolutely, uh, will, will dictate if we grow from it. Or it, or it trips us up. It's beautiful that you shared all of that. And again, thank you for you know, taking the time to, to write a book to to give uh, to others in the experience and, and that, that picture that you painted about the mountains, you know, and then, you know, a very short period of time later, you're in the middle of a, a pretty significant gun battle uh, and protecting your comrades and and you know, trying to save them and, and move the initiatives forward is, is a poignant picture of, of what, you know, battle can look like in, in wartime situations. So let's segue, but as we wrap up about your post-military career coming up, you had mentioned in the pre-show uh, about uh, launching a nonprofit to help. So why don't you share a little bit about that? Cause I think that's really important work that you're going to be doing. Yeah. So as I've, 
done, written this book and every, it was always done with a purpose and an intent to teach and train. Uh, the, the, the story is very entertaining, whether you're, you're going in there to learn or not. So if you, if you want to read a book, cause it's a good war story, you'll love it. Right. Uh, the, the lessons are fairly insidious. I try not to get overly died. <clears throat> I try not to get overly didactic in the book itself, but there are, there are definitely lessons there. And I've had a lot of good feedback from people saying this changed my life and this didn't, you know, all these things. And in ways that I didn't even, I didn't even predict in some cases. And I'm like, wow, that's really cool. But so the book was just phase one. I wanted to get that out there and then and people understand that you can grow from trauma. Because, you know, we, we're that's starting to become a bigger narrative, thank goodness. But for a long time, it was just like, you go to war, you come, come back broken. It's just just part of it. You know, that's what, and, and we all go to our own wars, our own Afghanistans, our own whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's, it's not unique to the military. Everybody has their, their shit that they're dealing with. Right. And so whatever that is can either make or break you. And, and so that was the first message I wanted to get out there. Now there's a professional that I've worked with before he does a transformational training. And really it, it, what, what my nonprofit is going to be called is trauma to triumph. And, and then we're putting together uh, basically a boot camp that will get people through that really this transformational training that that I went to with this other the guy that put it on, it was really impactful. I was in there with <clears throat> probably twenty people, and it really I, people came in there from all different. Some people I'm dealing with my stuff pretty good. People came in I don't know what to do with my life, and other people I'm about ready to end my life. So you had the whole gambit in there, and everybody came out there with a bigger perspective. Everybody came out of there seeing the earth, not the gunfight, right and. And what I liked about it is I've kept in contact with a lot of these people and it seemed to have stuck, right? So everybody's leveled up. Everybody's leveled up from where they were. And I was like, I need to apply this to, to military and first responder types. We need to, we need to create something that's similar. And so I went to the guy that put it together and, and I said, Hey, we work with me on this. Let's put something together and let's create this type of training that's specific to the, these type of jobs right and he said absolutely so we've we've pretty much got it nailed down at this point we're 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 going to start doing our first classes prop this year for, for sure um right now we're just sending guys to the the class that i went to to get the initial cadre and those kind of things trained up but but yeah that's something i'm excited about because i i've literally had people come through those things and say i was gonna this is my last ditch effort i was going to take my life you know, and now I can't believe that that was even something I was thinking about. Right. And so if, if you make one of those, you know, it's a win, but there's tons of those. And yeah. so that's the purpose of the book. I, I mean, the book's entertaining, get it, read it, uh, support that. I'd love, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, but, but it, as I start to create this funnel, um, I, I mean, I'll tell, I have links where I can be reached or whatever, but let's get people through this training. Yeah. You know? It'll make their lives so much easier. And yeah, if you, you have the opportunity to change someone's direction where they decide that life is still worth living and they don't want to abruptly end it. That is 
a humongous, humongous win. And you're going to, you've done that and you'll continue to do that. So I commend you for that. And, and obviously uh, we all share, you know, thank you for your service to our country. That is so incredibly important. We're so thankful. And I, and I too am thankful that uh, people celebrate those that are serving and because it's by choice. Yeah, we don't have a draft. It's by choice. And that's that's something that a lot of people around the world uh, need to recognize. So, Brian, I love this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and this amazing work you're doing? So we have a, web- we have a website. It's uh, com. Or sorry, dot in- <laughs> sorry, there's no dot com. I, I, www.clearedhot.info. Sorry. Uh, I tried to drive that point home that it's not.com. And then I just said it. Um, you can also reach me at Brian at clearedhot.info. Uh, that's, that's how you could just hit me with a direct email. If you know people that might benefit from, from this training that I talked about, that's where you would hit me up, shoot me an email and, and we'll, we'll start that correspondence there. Um, I'm also on all the, the social medias, LinkedIn, Facebook, and well, not all of them. I'm not on TikTok. So, um, but uh, I, I don't dance. So I don't, I don't know how to. <laughs> Actually, I just got my hip replaced four days ago. So right now, walking is is the number one priority. But yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you links to all those uh, and you can include them here. That, that's great. And you might be dancing sooner than you think because you know, hip surgery goes really well for a lot of people these days. So you, you get more mobility than you had before is some things that I've heard people say, which is which is amazing. So we'll definitely have that information in the show notes. So Brian, again, thank you for your time today. Really appreciate you and uh, continued uh, good health and, and everything and all these endeavors that you're doing and will be doing. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate you having me on. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.